It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. Meaning and purpose. It seems that when we look at our children and feel that they are bringing meaning and purpose into our lives, no matter how negatively they can affect our our overall experience of happiness, they still boost our well-being. And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. So this is going to be a fun and somewhat provocative conversation. Uh, g'day, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm the founder of happyfamilies.com.au and the parenting expert and co-host of Channel 9's Parental Guidance, returning soon with season two. Uh, I'm here with Kylie, my wife, podcast host, partner, and mum to our six kids. Hey, Kylie, um, at what point did you realise that being a mum was not actually going to make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, uh, wh- I think it was about day five as we drove out that whole hospital uh, driveway and our baby who had literally slept and fed so beautifully for the first five days started crying and she didn't stop. Yeah, for about nine months. For about nine months, maybe longer. I mean, she, and, and, and the pain that she inflicted on our family did not stop until, well, actually, I don't want, I don't want to throw our daughter um, in the deep end here, but let's, let's just say that... Um, she's very proud of the fact that she's taught us lots and lots in her lifetime. About how to be a better parent, yeah. Yeah, yeah all the strain and stress. Uh, the, the Harvard psychologist, Dan Gilbert, uh, he talks about when the kids leave home and you become an empty nester, and he says the number one symptom of empty nesters is non-stop smiling. Smiling. <laughs> it just feels so good when they leave, which we're not supposed to say. I mean, this is the Happy Families podcast. We're supposed to be talking about how good it feels to have kids. But um, Well, you know, you've done a PhD on the whole topic and it's really intriguing. You know, the research is really clear that when children are born, our happiness levels decrease. That are this Well, actually, hang on, hang on a second. I've got to interrupt you there because that's not actually what the research shows exactly. I mean, you're on the right track, but the moment when that baby is born, I mean, Kylie, I remember being at the birth of each of our children and standing there sobbing as I stared at you and said, you're the most amazing person in the world and I can't believe what you've sacrificed and how incredible you are. And look at this baby, this little bundle of perfection. And we've wept together and we've held this baby and we've said that something. That didn't last very long. Well, that's all I remember thing. is you whinged about how sore your arms were after having to massage my back. I massaged your back for like two days straight in one of those labours. You don't know what pain is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, I have bruises to prove oh, it. I, well, you were asking for me to massage your back. I wasn't trying. <laughs> trying to bruise you. Anyway, the, um, the, the the thing is we were looking at each other and, and I remember saying something along the lines of, it doesn't get any better than this. And and as you rightly no, pointed out, within a couple of days you realise, oh, that was about the peak. That's It's all downhill from – I, I mean, we, we, we jest, but – but you think about it, the, the number of questions that we get via podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au, the feedback that we get on Facebook, the conversations that I have with parents when I'm presenting in webinars or live events, parents are consistently saying, I'm worried, I'm stressed, I'm fearful, this is hard, I never thought it would be like this. Um, parenting seems to be a never-ending downward spiral of fear, anxiety, stress and Sadness, if you want to look at it in that way, um, and, and I think that we need to have an honest conversation about it. Because, what, what, what was it uh, with, with our kids in the first three, six, twelve months? What were the things that really stood out to you that made things hard and made us oh, unhappy? The top of the list would have been sleep deprivation, yeah. oh, yes. like complete and utter exhaustion. Mm. 
And then the fact that we'd gone from, you know, this blissful honeymoon state of marriage where it was just you and I and we didn't have to share ourselves with anyone else. Sleeping in. Do you, remember, do, you remember, do you remember sleeping in? I'm just saying. Oh, you never let me sleep in. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. We used to get up and go down to the beach at Yapoon <laughs> when we were living in Rocky and um, I, we, we did all sorts of activities down on the beach. But we got to do that. We got to choose to wake up early. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Once you have kids, is it, is it wake up time yet? And it's three o'clock in the morning. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, is it time to get up yet? It's like, no, it's not time to get up. Um, but there's also the physical strain on your body. Um, you know, there's just the lack of opportunity to be together as a couple mm. and to, you know, spend intimate time together. You're exhausted, but you still crave to be in each other's space and to have, you know, uninterrupted conversation. There's, um, you know, financial strain because for many of us, we end up leaving work to have children. Um, and then the strain that that puts on families, but there's lots going on. And that's just in the first few months. So, and not to, not to mention things like mastitis and you've got your post-birth pains and it's like, hang on, this was supposed to be the pinnacle and it kind of is and, and then it gets really hard. But then over the subsequent years... Uh, as the kids get older, you start to deal with, um, I, I don't know, like sibling challenges and you find out that there are some health issues or there are learning difficulties. They get to school and they can't make any friends. Uh, like it, it, it continues to be hard, doesn't it? it, it at no point do parents ever sort of say to me, yeah, this turned out being a lot easier than I imagined. Well, I think, you know, you add depression or um, anxiety or any other number of health challenges to the mix. And all of a sudden, it's just a really big, challenging space that can often feel like you're in a big black hole. Don't we sound like downers? Actually, if, if I can just pick up on that point, though, um, and, and I know we've made a little bit of uh, a joke about some of these things, but research studies have shown that um, when a child is born, parents actually measurably experience a decrease in happiness. Uh, marital satisfaction often drops, and that usually doesn't recover for, for many, many years in, in some cases. Uh, what we find is that children... Uh, provoke arguments among couples. How do we discipline them? What are we going to do about how many extracurricular activities we're going to pay for and how much stress we're going to bring into our lives because of this kid? More than money, more than work, more than in-laws, more than annoying personal habits, more than communication styles, more than leisure activities, commitment issues, bothersome friends, sex. I'm quoting Jennifer Senior here in her book, All Joy and No Fun, and she basically says, it's the kids that provoke our most frequent arguments. Um... And if you're not sure if that's true or not, um, spend a full day with an angry two-year-old or a, an upset 15-year-old and you find out what she means pretty soon because these conversations, I mean, you and I, we have conversations every day about the kids and their social media or screen use or the way they're treating their sisters or the way they're talking back to us. Children provide non-stop conversation points for parents and, and the conversations you know, aren't always you take pleasant. children off the conversation list at the dinner table. Um, <laughs> what would we have not- to talk about? <laughs> So now that we've had this depressing conversation about how kids really do ruin your life, uh, it's not actually true. Even though the research says that it is true, uh, there is some there are some really interesting ways that we can respond to what the research shows to help us to find the real joy in family life. And we're going to talk about that right after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. 
The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. And I'm wondering if happiness is actually what we're looking for, Dr. Justin. Well, that's a really, really important question to ask because um, most parents, when they're asked about having children, will say that it's one of the best things that they've ever done in their lives. Which is kind of strange. But, but because, they're not happy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm curious as to why parents say that rather than it's one of my great regrets. And yet when I – and by the way, the research shows that the more kids you have, the harder life gets. You and I have six children. You'd think we would have learned after one or two, but no, we kept on going. And six kids across 15 years, uh, it, it really does turn life into um, to one great big challenging adventure. So – I think that there are a few plausible reasons, uh, a few a few useful ways for us to navigate this. And and you found an article online in the Atlantic that asks a really important question. He poses this question: What if the rewards of having children are different from and deeper than happiness? Wow, that's deep, isn't it? I mean, what what an important question. I think about the times when I'm happy and. I kind of feel like they're quite fleeting moments. I don't feel like happy is something that I would describe about my life in general or in my day-to-day happenings, but I feel really happy when I'm eating my favourite ice cream or I can feel really happy um, in a moment when I look into your eyes and I see you looking back at me lovingly or I can feel happy, um, you know, walking along the beach. But those moments are fleeting. They don't, they don't stay with me for very long. Kylie, I love the way that you said that. And what, what, what you're really getting at is that happiness is an emotion. Emotions come and go. They're like waves on the ocean shore. They, they come and they go and we're happy and then we're content and then we're blissful and then we're frustrated and then we're stressed and then we're happy again and we're feeling relieved. These these emotions, they, they come and go throughout our day and they give us information that help us to adjust what we're doing because we always seek comfort. Of course, having children doesn't make you comfortable, but there's something, like you said, something deeper than happiness, something that's more pervasive, more uh, more stable than happiness, which is that fleeting emotion. And and psychological researchers call this life satisfaction. And, and life satisfaction isn't something that's fleeting. It's a more stable view. It's kind of like well-being. It's how we feel on average most of the time, even though there's the peaks and the troughs, the waves that come in and go back out. Life satisfaction is, in general, I feel good about my life or I feel lousy about my life. And the interesting thing is no matter how tedious and tiring children can be, they improve our life satisfaction. They, Im- they improve our well-being even though they exhaust us and even though they've got these diagnoses or they've got these problems at school and they're not learning well and they're not progressing according to the developmental milestones, even with all of that, they increase our sense of life satisfaction for one key reason. And that is meaning and purpose. It seems that when we look at our children and feel that they are bringing meaning and purpose into our lives, no matter how negatively they can affect our our overall experience of happiness, they still boost our well-being. There's something generative. There's something deeper, something so meaningful about having kids that makes that happiness uh, inconsequential compared to the satisfaction we feel. 
you know, we we laughed about it at the beginning of the podcast and um, talked about how um, it was about day five for us that we realised that <laughs> life was not going to be everything we had hoped and expected for. But I remember just that feeling and sense of meaning and purpose that arrived the moment that baby was placed in my arms and how that changed my entire perspective about life in general. I had enjoyed a beautiful, beautiful life before we had children, but I found a sense of purpose and a sense of meaning that I had never understood until that moment. Yeah, like a richness. Uh, I, I'm just wondering, though, you said when that child was placed into your arms. Of the six <laughs> children, all which, of them. <laughs> which child? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Let's, let's just get really we clear. We revisited that each moment because pretty much <laughs> your description of that first birth yep. was revisited five more times. Well, well I was curious, what, what makes you think it was the first birth I was talking about? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You cried at all of them. I know. I, you had to bring that up. Thanks so much. Uh, let's wrap this up. Our conversation needs to finish here. The research is clear. Having children is not good for your happiness, particularly in countries where there is less support for parents in a structural and societal way. But sometimes we need to remember that there's more to life than happiness. We're talking about something deeper, satisfaction and purpose and meaning. And when you ask people about their life's meaning and purpose, parents in the research consistently say that their lives have more meaning than those of non-parents. There was a study by Roy Baumeister, who you and I have had uh, Roy and his wife, Diane, in our home for dinner. I mean, just one of the world's foremost psychological researchers and such a lovely guy. And he found that the more time people spent taking care of their children, the more meaningful they said their life was, even though they reported that their life was no happier. I think that's really what the purpose of this podcast is. Whether your kids make you happy or not, it's kind of not the point. They enrich your life. They make it more meaningful. And spending time with them is the magic pill. It's the silver bullet. It's the thing that makes it work. So the take-home message, kids may not be the most fun all the time. They may be a drag on your well-being, but they can make you rich. They can make life meaningful. And over time, especially once they move out and you get to watch them from a distance, they really do make you happy. We really hope that you enjoyed this conversation and that it's given you some insights around why family life feels the way that it does sometimes. And if you're not loving family life all the time, maybe you don't need to feel so guilty about it now because the research shows you're not necessarily supposed to. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media and Craig Bruce is our executive producer. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, could you please do something for us? Jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and review. When you do that, other people find out about the podcast and we get to enjoy including them into these conversations and uh, and making their families happier. And always, we welcome your feedback via podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au if you'd like more info about making your family happier and particularly if you'd like more info about our upcoming Bringing Up Boys Summit, please visit us at happyfamilies.com.au. 